0: This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.
1: Uh, hi, I'm Ryan Tang. I'm the VP of BizDev for CLO, virtual fashion. Um, and I get most excited about fashion tech because of how it can empower and actually help people um, and
2: actually make things not just faster but just the world a better place, as corny as that sounds. Creativity is often only limited by our resources and the logistics required to bring designs and ideas to reality and ultimately to market. And fit has been called a gatekeeper of a brand's identity. In fashion, the ability to realistically size apparel and truly understand how sizing connects with actual body shapes and sizes in the world has been a long standing challenge and you don't actually know the average size until you can measure it. But how? With 3D virtual design software, not only can this challenge be met and the designer can immediately visualize the shape, fit, and appearance of a garment with many types of material and texture, but the data that can come back to the designer who can see the shape of their customer and design for them, this will change everything. Coming up, Fashion Is Your Business host, Natalia Makalova, dives into a company who is a solid player in this innovative mission. On location at Remote Conference in Los Angeles. You're listening to Fashion
1: Is Your Business, powered by Sennheiser and recorded on location.
0: My name is Natalia Makulova. I'm the founder of Balanced Fashion, a fashion tech and sustainability consulting company. And I'm here on location at Remote Conference in L.A. Uh, recording for Fashion is Your Business podcast. So welcome. And uh, here with me, Ryan Tang, of, uh, VP of Business Development of Claw. And Ryan, welcome.
1: Hi. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Thank you. And um, I would love to know, um, I mean, I'm familiar and I'm sure some people from the audience are familiar with Claw as one of the leading 3D visualization technologies out there. But I'd love to have like a a bigger picture introduction about your company and what your role there.
1: Yeah. Um, So Claw's coming on its 10th year of existence as a company. Um, And we, you know, not just work with the apparel industry on one side of the business, but we also have You know, uh, our roots in gaming and animation industry as well for our other software called Marvelous Designer. Mm. Um, And, you know, my role has been um, constantly evolving uh, in the sense that, you know, before, I think a year ago, a lot of it was laying groundwork for what we do as a company. We're trying to get people to understand what 3D was. No one knew what it was. And now when I go into a meeting, people already know what it is. And it's like, why choose Chloe? Um, And we've seen great success in people adopting the software and it's leading to not just growth externally to other companies, but also growth internally um, because people are actually excited. People actually enjoy using the software. And I think um, that's something that we hadn't seen a year ago um, as much. I think in general now we have a lot more people who are realizing that 3D doesn't have to be difficult. Um, And even as a pun, you know, we all say like 3D isn't hard because we're like a soft mesh simulation company. Um, But I do see that the possibilities of when someone enjoys using a software and it actually also helps them, is just exponential in terms of what can be accomplished. And we've proved that from company to company, case by case. Um, especially with our company also have individual licensing. Oh. That means we also have students around the world using it. We have way more schools now adopting it and teaching clothes in schools. Yes. Um, yes. And just think about, you know, on average right. a 3D designer will make 30% more than a normal designer. Yes. So we're actually in a, in essence giving them more tools That's
0: to not just get
1: hired faster as well, yeah. but also make more money. Um, yes. And it, a lot of what I do, I know I work in sales, but I actually feel like I do, I also say like I'm more like a doctor. I, I want to find your pain Mm. points and help you. And yes, obviously software costs money and that's how we exist. Um, But it's really more about how do we help people and how do we, you know, when I go in and have to talk to a company, I'm not really selling a product. I'm just showing you what's going on out there. And it's up to you if you're interested. And for the most part, we find, you know, a lot of people are very interested now. Um, And also, you know, my goal is to not just look at 3D being used in design development, but how far downstream can we take it? Internal sales meetings. It's not just a pretty picture. It also can be used in... Um, e-commerce, marketing, there's so many ways of doing it. And how do we also bring all that data back to the designer and make them even more empowered? Right, um, so yeah. right.
0: It feels like it, the technology um, speaks uh, to uh, for itself already. Uh, it's been uh, around for a while, just generally 3D and visualization of garments. Um, so it doesn't seem like it's a hard sell, but at the same time, I love how you... How you put it as like you are looking for, or you're finding pain points that your solution can uh, cover or or treat, Um, and that's an interesting perspective. How technology products can be uh, successful, really. It's coming from not just this is what I have and you need to use it, but like this is what I have and you can use this for this particular issue or others as well. So let's kind of dive or dive deeper into uh, what solutions um, Claw offers um, and uh, speak about each of them.
1: Yeah. Um, so I guess the first thing is the main thing, which is our software itself, uh, which is called Claw. Um, and that's basically a 3D garment simulation software that's pattern-based um, and being able to you know quickly visualize what something looks like, whether you have an existing pattern and you want to sew it together in 3D mm-hmm. and see it there, or you want to start from scratch and draft a pattern from scratch. Um, and, it's basically up to you how, where you want to start. Right. Um, I also think the one thing that people ask is, you know, what sets you or software different from other softwares? Sure. Um, every other software is split in two. Um, they have a 2D or 3D, or they have like, mm. this is for tech designers, this is for designers, and they split the software. Mm-hmm. But because we have individual licensing, we have to have someone who is a designer, sketches, she does everything. You know, it's a mom who's starting her own brand. Wow. She needs to be a designer, tech designer, pattern maker, marketing coordinator, all these different things. And, um, because of that, we have to make sure that the software is all inclusive and is able to do all the different things they need it to do. Um, so that's the main thing and then we started you know, as our clients started using Clo more and more often as a communication tool to communicate to vendors exactly what they wanted to look like and setting them a pattern, we realized that there was a huge issue with Who's supposed to host these files? Where is sure. it going to go? How do we communicate? Via email, the file will bounce back. We all know the frustrations of that. So uh, we created something called Closet. It's spelled like closet because we love puns. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And what it is, it's a basically a web-based digital asset manager. So you can dynamically share all your 3D files. You can rotate, zoom in, zoom out. Mm-hmm. You can comment on different things. Um, and it's a great place for, you know, our big box retailers who are able to see all their vendors in one place. And then okay. vice versa as well, where vendors who work with multiple brands mm-hmm. can share all their 3D files in one place as well. Um, and that was something that we thought was, um, you know, definitely handled by the PLM industry. And that's something we, you know, we are open API with, and we do partner with a lot of PLM companies. Um, and it's more about, you know, we could easily just find a PLM company and go, Hey, let's work together and do this. But we always make sure that there's a mutual client, um, who's a part of that conversation because us just dictating what we think uh, integration looks like is kind of foolish, Um, And so a lot of that has been based case by case, um, finding a brand who will push us to actually integrate with a specific PLM company. That makes Um, sense. And then the last leg I think of that would be, you know, e-commerce and marketing. And we are the first, um, to my knowledge, to do um, this technology we call it Benefit by Clo. Mm. And it's an online fitting API. So leveraging, once again, the same 3D assets that you built in Clo, then you store it in CloSet, And then you bring it to an e-commerce website where you can basically choose a few measurements as a customer and it'll create an avatar for you. And then you can try it on and then turn on fit maps and see different sizes and see what size fits you best. Um, Everyone else out there right now technology-wise is recommending based on analytics saying, oh, someone the same size as you didn't return this. But who knows if that was a gift? Who knows if they don't wear it? They don't actually like it? Um, And the big thing about everything we're doing, like, yes, this will increase sales and lower some costs and help, you know, with returns and whatnot for companies, but everything comes back to how do we empower designers and users? So the biggest part about the API is that this body data now comes back to the designer. So think about, for the longest time, how many people have had the same Alvinon form or different fit form that they've been using for years, thinking that that was their customer, but now you actually can Mm. see the shape of your customer and design by shape. And in reality, it's never been done before. Um, it, It will turn the entire industry on its head. I think it's one of the biggest things that... You know, Being able to leverage the same 3D assets for design development, but then be able to actually get data back from your customers and then change how you actually design. Um, sure. And the most interesting thing, I forgot who I was talking to. I was in a meeting and someone was saying that um, that plus size shouldn't really be called plus size in America anymore because the average size of people are those plus sizes. Totally. and The <laughs> sizing structure needs to be changed. And, but size. we also don't know what it is until you start digging deeper. Yeah. Um, and there's also, like I've I read this book called... Um, the end of average, and it talks about just average sizes of people don't make mm-hmm. sense because no one's actually an average size. Yeah, um, in reality, people are all different sizes, so we should be more cognizant of that and be able to understand that. How do we understand more body shapes versus trying to aggregate everything as one?
0: Totally, especially in the globalized society yeah. where a lot of people are living in New in New York, for example, that are out of from everywhere. Yeah. And there's no average there. There's yeah. no way to make an average out of it. Um, cool. Thank you. Oh my God, that's a lot. I, I, I mean, it's hard to impress me, but I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's good to hear.
1: I don't. I, mean, I get it. I don't really create the technology, so I'm just as impressed as you are. It's, um, I just get to tell the story.
0: Still, <laughs> getting to work in a company like this uh, means to me. It means being uh, on the forefront forefront of innovation that our industry needs. So. So far, I'm an advocate for sustainable fashion development, and that includes technology that looks into the future and saying how we can make this industry a more um, efficient, but also a more sustainable and ethical and conscious. So, I believe your product is um, a great example of the technology that um, makes this uh, industry. Better. Um, can you speak about that a little bit? Um, whether it's on sample making and how that can avoid an additional um, back and forth with the factories, just kind of see, talk about the case of sustainability or um, you know, sustainable
1: production. Yeah, um, it's really interesting because we used to actually tell people that 3D increases sampling and it freaks people out, but it's more about increasing virtual sampling and decreasing physical. Right. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of case studies where we've done it with. Um, you know, where we look at a development calendar mm-hmm. um, and we did this case study with this client who basically saw that over 37 days, you know, they started like on one day, October and they said, oh, the first day, let's start with this CC sample. Right. And then four days later, they dropped the entire Yeah. A couple days later, they added a print, they changed color combos, all this back and forth, and these samples flying back and forth. And I go to these companies and I say, how many brown boxes do you have somewhere in a room that no one's touching of old samples that were never produced? Right. And they all laugh because they know it's true and yep. it's, in reality, that, all those design decisions can be done in 3D. And then you can still sample your final assortment. Um, and then over time, you know, those companies start realizing that, oh, let's move it even further and use it for fit and mm-hmm. check it for fit and be able to eliminate fit samples as well. Um, so there's so much possibility of minimizing sampling. And mm-hmm. the most interesting thing I've heard recently is that, you know, companies <laughs> who've been using this for a long time now realize that, they used to think that the sample was what you were trying to... They would get the physical sample and try to say, how come the virtual sample doesn't look this way? When in reality, it should be the other way around because wow. there's no errors in 3D.
0: Absolutely. Um, and yeah. Versus if
1: you send that pattern to 10 different factories, you might get mm-hmm. 10 different garments. Versus in 3D, if you sewed it correctly, it's going to be it's perfect.
0: It's supposed to be um, that
1: way, yeah. And uh, clients who've been with us for a long time now think that way. And it, it's like a mentality mm-hmm. that needs to be changed about... Right you trying to mimic real life when in reality it should match the virtual because it's, a, it's that accurate at this point. Right, it's it a computer
0: program that mm-hmm. leads it. Um, yeah, like a, and at Tinker Taylor where I used to work, uh, which is a custom, it used to be a customization company, we actually used Glow uh, for 3D um, visualization of garments. Um, and the biggest issue at that point, it was like four years ago or so, uh, that it did not look real like it looked like a like a computer game um which obviously it's it's improving and uh can you talk on that a little bit yeah just from an industry perspective i said it's important um,
1: a lot of what we do as a company or as a software is we get so much feedback mm-hmm. um, not just from you know our enterprise clients like you know big sportswear companies and big retailers right. but also from individual licenses and you know, every step we took and every update we did was based on a feedback. And so originally we we're like, oh, no one's going to use us for rendering. Everyone's always going to export it out to a key shot or another rendering software. Interesting. Yes. Um, and over time, people are like, no, I want to do everything in Clo. In one place. Um, and so, you know, we've gone through multiple um, ways of thinking about how we want to do rendering. And now our render is pretty damn good, if I was, you know, to be honest. Right. And it's, it has a lot of options. Like you can do Velvet, you can do Fur. Um, you can do glass, you can do all these different things that we didn't think were important to our users, oh. but until they told us. Right. Um, and right. a lot of times I go to these companies who are potential clients and they say, well, I wish it did this. And I'm like, well, we didn't know that was something until you tell us. You have to become our client for us to know that that's something that you want in the software.
0: That feedback loop is important, yeah. Yeah,
1: but I think renderings come to the point where it's, it's beyond real. Um, I mm-hmm. think most people wouldn't know how many companies are already using it for e-commerce and they just think it's real because you assume yep. it is um, and there's also you know the understanding of the uncanny valley which is like when you see a 3D human you know it's not real because its eyes are dead right? Um, and so a lot of people are <laughs> starting to hide them and photoshop them on real people's bodies and it's it's a great trick and it works yes. um, and it's it's still it's even more sustainable if you think about photo shoots and flatways and how much money and time goes oh, into that yes. and as as your calendar is all skewed because you have to wait for an actual sample to come totally. in um, and then there's that whole byproduct of 3D influencers. I don't know if you've seen it,
0: um,
1: um, like Lil Michaela. I think so, yeah. Which is yes. very weird, like um, a computer
0: generated. CGI yeah, she has like 1.5 million,
1: million followers, yes. uh, but she's not real. And there's yeah. Shudu, who's created by Cameron James Wilson, who right. we did a project with with Balmon. Oh wow! Um, and I, it's something that, that so you know we get questioned a lot about, and I'm like, well, we don't really create these avatars, so we're just there to make clothing for them.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: but it is. It's kind of a unique byproduct of mm-hmm. seeing how far 3D can take people. And these are just hobbyists around the world who are now getting a lot of recognition for being able just to create avatars right. um, or clothing for them.
0: All right, we're going to take a break now. And then after we come back, we're going to dive deeper into other products uh, Claw has and um, also get to know um, Ryan a little bit deeper as a person.
2: Want to know where the most successful fashion and beauty brands go to learn from the top minds in retail? Well, guess what? It's Etail West. Since 1999, Etail West has been the destination for the nation's leading retailers to come together and share the latest strategies and best practices for engaging and retaining today's connected consumer. Join in to celebrate the 20th anniversary, February 19th, through 22nd at the luxurious JW Marriott in Palm Springs, California. And you'll experience four days of amazing insights from brands like Nordstrom, LVMH, Under Armour, Fabletics, Sephora, Poshmark, and more. From targeted roundtables and summits to interactive case study remixes. You'll find the tools you'll need to build a complete Omni-channel shopping experience, and it wouldn't be eTail without an amazing party or two to decompress and network. Visit eTailWest.com today and reserve your space. And guess what? Enter the code FIYB for 20% off your registration. How about that? eTail West transforming retail together. <music>
0: All right, Ryan, uh, so AI, um, big thing, a lot of companies are getting into it. Can you talk about how AI is part of uh, Claw and how you apply it in your products? Yeah,
1: Um, you know, we did a lot of internal research on data analysis of what a line means as a 2D sketch to a actual pattern in 3D. Um, so in Closet, this is coming by the end of the year. We've already done it inside, but we haven't released it publicly. Um, but we have something called AI Search. And because it's 2018, nobody wants to do double work. No, um, so what you're doing is you can upload an actual picture of a garment. So let's say you went to Japan as a designer and you're like, I found this amazing Levi's vintage jacket. Right. everyone knows everyone wants to copy Levi's. And then you take a picture and you upload it into Closet. It will search all the existing 3D files you've ever made and we'll find the closest one because you probably made a denim jacket at one point course, yeah. and now you're starting you're not starting from scratch you have a pattern and you have an actual garment and that's all you're so doing is sense. making maybe some pe- pocket edits maybe just yeah. changing the length of it mm-hmm. um, and it's really about not doing double work right yeah, um, and visual
0: search yeah visual and, search and we hear so a, lot, like a lot of right. other
1: companies I mean I do I hear a lot of other companies that are like oh we're going to use AI to recommend colors for you and right. do things like that and I, while I do think that's a good use I just find it we, we always get faced with the question whose jobs are going to be lost with clothes? Sure and I actually don't agree with it I actually think that we're just empowering designers to be better at what they do and being able to um, you know not just save their jobs but be better at their jobs and we when I hear about people saying like oh recommend colors I think it takes the creativity out of it I don't think that's something that should be gone it should just be helping them get into a starting point of yeah. what they're actually trying to accomplish
0: yeah it's it's like kind of busting creativity more than and, and then the innovation in our industry because uh, You know, once you can automate things in many cases it's not only in um, 3D and visualization and the technology that kind of supports it but also in garment production um, you can really boost the efficiency of the industry as in again sustainable perspective and then you also can boost uh, the creativity and also customization you yeah. know and uh, the how we as customers can also use technology to create something that we really want and value and be part of maybe design process okay and now what about the the more consumer facing part of your product um you mentioned that benefit but claw is um is is the visualization on the website for example as e-commerce i could use that can you talk about that a little bit further yeah. what are the applications mm-hmm. and uh, how you maybe can see your product being more spread and uh, specifically on the consumer facing how a consumer can benefit from it there you go not a company but a consumer
1: yeah um I think right now, you know, how many times you order something and because it's free shipping, yeah, that's great, but that's not really sustainable for the environment just because you think it's free. Um, But how many times you get something and you're like, oh, I should have got a size up or I should have got a size down. And you can try to look at these Photoshopped images of stuff, but that's not going to tell you anything because you're not the model who's in the picture. Um, And what this does is it lets you actually see fit. It'll show you exactly where the tightness is going to be. It'll say, like, oh, this is going to be too tight in the arm for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And the technology that we partner with in terms of, you know, we have our own technology where you can just enter up to nine points of measurement, assuming that you as a consumer know nine points of your measurement. Um, But you can do up to that to get very specific. Or you can use things like there's a company called 3D Look where you can take pictures of yourself and it will create an avatar based off that. Mm -hmm. Um, And any of those technologies all work with this API. And now you can actually see your body trying on different sizes and be able to make a really informed decision. And right. it just, it not, I think it's not only is great for you to be excited about, oh yeah, now I can see what size is correct for me, but it builds brand loyalty. It makes you understand totally. that a company cares about your fit. Um, and I, I heard this great saying once from a panel, and it was like, you know, fit is the gatekeeper of a brand's identity and I use it over and over again wow that's beautiful um, actually guys. yeah it's it Tabea mm-hmm. Soriano who yes. talks a lot about sustainability and yeah. I love her um, yeah, so that was that was one of the best lines because you go to any company you tell them like tech designers are the unsung heroes of a company and they mm-hmm. they are the ones who make sure that the fit is correct and all this time maybe they're doing fit incorrectly because they don't right. actually know what their customer's fit is and it all comes back full circle i, I think right. everything's really full cycle yeah.
0: and then consumer wouldn't really be satisfied with the product and then what happens that It ends up in the landfill or mm-hmm. in a, a secondhand shop that still is not going to fit any other consumer as well mm-hmm. um totally been there done that mm-hmm. been part of that and um you know I mentioned back into the samples samples and like incredible amount of samples, um, just going to sample sales and seeing, oh, wow, that's really a wrong fit, <laughs> how they're even selling on sample sales. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting that you are really helping from all those different perspectives and all those different aspects of the how the industry can be better and creating this bigger picture um, of solutions. So thank you. Thank yeah. you for doing what you're doing at Claw. Well, I don't do anything.
1: I'm just, I'm just a storyteller. <laughs> and that's like <laughs> 99%.
0: Not that I'm... But, you know, of course. All right. So um, now we're going to take a break. And um, after the break, we're going to know more about Ryan as a person. Stay with us.
2: On February 8th, three female-founded fashion and tech brands will gather for the Women of Color Fashtech Brunch in New York. The event, hosted by Luxor and Finch, Girls in Fashion and Tech, and Geek of Chic will include a three-course brunch and panel discussion focused on diversity and inclusion for women of color in fashion and technology fields. The event will take place at Fig and Olive at 12.30 p.m. And tickets are available now at (laughs) wocfashtechbrunch.splashthat.com.
1: And now, it's time for questions off the grid. With fashion is your business?
0: I'd like to know about you. Okay. <laughs> um, you're based in New York. Yep. Tell me what makes you feel most free in life huh. these days. Um,
1: it's really... It's a wide uh, question. I mean, but... uh, I used to DJ a lot. Okay. Um, and... I've always thought music was a really interesting timeline of my life. I I think what I listened to before, when I first moved to New York, um, I didn't have a job. I moved with nothing. And Mm -hmm. I started DJing because my friend gave me his old equipment. And um, (laughs) I listened to a lot of, like, really, like, future-based, like, a lot of really new stuff. And it was really pumping. And now that I'm older, like, my girlfriend and I, like, we just go home and we cook. And I have two cats. Like, I'm at a place where I just want (laughs) to listen to old-school, like, soul funk. And I buy vinyl now. Wow it's it's a really interesting way to document your own life and look through your itunes uh, and I just think that. about like why did you listen i was, and half the time I'm, like deleting music from my itunes now i like, it's like so much noise and now i just want to listen like really relaxing things because um because so work is life. constantly yeah um you know i i have the the joy in my opinion where i love what i do to the point that i breathe close and, and i'm mm-hmm. passionate about it and and I, everyone who works for us is passionate and it's great to yeah. be a part of a team that you can just, tell that you just knows. Yeah. And, you know, we, have, we have dreams about Chloe. We have, night, I have nightmares about demos <laughs> where I show up with no computer and everyone's <laughs> just staring at me on screen. And, um, and so to go home, like what makes me feel free? Yeah. It's, it's like watching basketball or football and listening to vinyl music and petting my cats and cooking with my girlfriend. Yeah. Nice. It's the easy life. <laughs>
0: yes, thank you. Yeah. It's like the other side of you <laughs> <laughs>
1: like when I'm not stressed out
0: flow 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 after after flow (laughs) flow
1: that's pretty good i might steal that
0: (laughs) all right well ryan thank you so much for coming and making a um this beautiful interview with us and um thanks for the audience um thanks for listening thanks for tuning in and um that's it for now my name is natalia and i'll speak to you later bye
1: This has been fashion is your business to suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor. Email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com Keep up with the show on social media at fashion biz show. That's fashion B I Z show episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher and Google Play along with our website fashion is your produced by mouth media network no portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers this is your announcer peter coleman thanks for listening
0: this is mouth media network covering the business of lifestyle